You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome into a special edition of BGN Radio. I am your host, Michael Kist. And today we're going to talk about some betting and gambling with this upcoming Eagles-Seahawks Monday Night Tilt. We're also going to get into some future bets and fantasy that we like. And to do that, because I'm not the expert in this field at all, we are going to have Matt McEwen of Sports Betting Dime come back on and chat with us and tell us how he sees the lay of the land in this thing as we attempt to attack and cover it from every angle. So some early day betting advice for you. Let's kick into that right now and we will see you after the game tonight with a new Kist and Solak reaction show to break down everything that went down. Matt, welcome back to BGN. How you doing, brother? Hey, Michael, thanks for having me. I'm I'm doing well. Still uh licking my wounds from uh a rough betting day uh Sunday of, of week 12, but I'm I'm getting through it. I'm getting through it. How are you doing? I'm doing well. We're going to talk about some of that. We're going to talk about some of those bad beats and everything like that. But first up, of course, we have to talk about this matchup, uh, Monday Night Football, Eagles, Seahawks. So, And l- let's get right into it. So you're the betting expert. This is why I lean on you. And I've seen some slight movement in the line for this Eagles-Seahawks game since the weekend. I saw it over the weekend when me and uh, uh, Solak did the Kiss and Solak show. It was five and a half. It seems to have stabilized around five points. I expected to see a harder shift to the Seahawks when we got the opposite because of the Lane Johnson news with him being out for the season. But Matt, what's your thinking for the game tonight on this? Yeah, you know, we, we've seen quite a bit of movement. You know, we're, we're sitting at six and a half now. Even even just last night, uh, we, were, we were only at six. So we, we're starting to see that little bit of shift towards Seattle. But we're, we're getting towards that significant number seven, right? Once you hit that spread of seven, you'll start getting a lot of uh, action the, the other way. So I think the books are a little bit you know, afraid of that right now. But 93% of the, the money right now is on the Seahawks to cover. A little peek behind the curtain. We're recording this at 9 a.m. This is probably going to go up at like 10 a.m. When do you think we see a shift to where someone might be able to get, you know, a jump on that, that seven-point line if things are shifting that hard? Because I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not that confident in the Eagles tonight. I picked the Seahawks to win. I would probably pick the Seahawks to cover. And I can guarantee you there's not going to be a whole lot of money coming in from Philadelphia, right? There's no mail-in ballots coming in to shift this thing in favor of Philadelphia as far as the betting public goes, in my opinion. So when do you think we start to see that shift if we do? You know what? I'd say about midday today, you know, early afternoon, if there hasn't been any money, you know, starting to even this thing out, um, if, if the money continues coming in on on Seattle that disproportionately you you'll see it, it it'll probably be a little bit yeah closer to game time than than you're thinking you know early afternoon um but yeah books books are they, they don't want to open themselves they don't want to expose themselves to that sharp action coming in late right yeah. so you know even though we're saying 93% is on Seattle they, they still feel maybe they they have not taken um you know significant money yet on this game so once they they start feeling hey we've we've taken significant money uh that's when they're really going to start making their moves so 
I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this at seven by uh, early afternoon. And then the other part of this is the over under has reached 50 points or reduced to 50 points if you're tracking movement, uh, which is a total that the Eagles have not hit since October 18th. But the Seahawks have hit in eight of their 10 games. And even their last game against the Cardinals, they had 49 combined points. So you might as well call it like nine out of their 10 games. They've hit 50 points. I've been inclined to take the under on the Eagles for a while now, uh, both for just, you know, what I think their score is going to be and just the total game. But it's just a lack of confidence in their offense and particularly Carson Wentz. How are we feeling about this one, uh, considering that this is the top scoring offense in the NFL with the Seahawks going against a team that... We may or like we were talking before the show and you were like, how do you feel about Carson? Because I've been going back and forth on this one for about 18 hours. And I'm like, I don't know, man. But how are we feeling about the over under on this one? Yeah. So I saw this total open at 52, actually, which was mm. very, very surprising. That That's a bit of a high total, like you said, for for an Eagles offense that that hasn't inspired a ton of confidence this year. But yeah, you know, last night we had dropped to uh, 48 and a half. We're back at 49 at uh, most books, but you can still, if you shop around, you can still find 48 and a half if, if you're looking for the over. How do I feel about it? I, I'm hoping this gets back up to 50 and I, I would like to bet the under on it. I think Seattle's defense, they, they, they played Quite a bit better, uh, you know, like you said, you know, 49 points. But that, that was a very good Arizona uh, offense that, that they yeah. were playing. And I think they've looked better. They've been able to rush the passer a little bit better. That's not exactly what you want to hear as, as an Eagles uh, fan there, a team who, who's starting to rush the passer a little bit. Wentz has just been under pressure all year. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately it, it does. It boils down to uh, – I was telling you about the props with Carson Wentz that I don't know if I can, I can trust them. I, I don't think I can trust them to hit this over. And they, they, you mentioned the pressure. You're right. In the last two, two out of the three weeks, you know, you take the golf game out where they weren't able to get any pressure on him. But you look at Josh Allen, they pressured him 36 or 38 percent of the time. You look at Kyler Murray in that game. You're right. The defense looked better, and they came up with a the game ending sack. They also pressured Kyler Murray at the third highest rate uh, that any quarterback was put under pressure in that week. So I definitely agree with you there. Uh, any prop bets that you really favor? In this one, are we looking at? Let, let's go with one for each team on the offense. There. So, like I was saying, I, I've been really wrestling with this idea of, of betting the Carson Wentz overs. Um, <laughs> the, the books are baiting you a little bit right now. You, you know, it, it actually it, it's gone up a little bit since last night. Uh, last night, I, I found Carson Wentz uh, passing total at two. It was two thirty nine and a half that I found it at, and I mean, I was really wrestling with that one. Today it's it's up to two forty nine and a half. So you know I, I'm certainly not loving the over on that one. Um, instead, I'm actually targeting uh, Jalen Rager uh, mm. from the Eagles. I, I think there's some value there. His his uh, receiving total set at forty seven and a half. He's averaged six targets per game over his last three, and uh, he's averaging forty two point two receiving yards per game uh, this this season. I, I think they're just really banking on a Jalen Rager breakout game soon. And then they're, they're forcing it. Uh, that's, that's the guy they need in order for this offense to do anything. In in my opinion, you know, Miles Sanders has been great. Um, but, uh, you know, Seattle's run defense has been pretty good this year. But I think, I think Rager's the guy here who, who I'm looking at. And I, you can also get him at uh, plus 300 for an anytime touchdown as well. Um, so, you know, I, I, I like that one. Um, flipping over to Seattle, I mean, you, you look at Metcalf, you look at Lockheed, you're, you're not getting very good prices on, on them anymore this year. They've, they've just been too good. Uh, so I, I don't see a ton of value in, in either of those two. But with Chris Carson returning, um, I know the Eagles' run defense has been 
pretty good this year. But I, I think with the bit of a you know, the bit of the slump that that the Seattle offense has been in, I call it a slump. They're still scoring points, but right. they ha- they haven't been the same explosive offense that we saw in the first you know six weeks or so. Correct. Uh, I think we're going to see them really uh, force the issue with Chris Carson. They're going to, you know, kind of reestablish that running game a little bit. Let Russell Wilson work off the play action. I, I don't, I don't, like I said, the Eagles run defense has been pretty good. I don't love his rushing total, but his receiving total is uh, 18 and a half uh-huh. and uh, very low. Right. And, and he's, he's a back. They, they certainly like uh, feeding him the ball through the air too. He, he's gone over that, that total, the 18 and a half total in uh, four of his six games this, this season. So, yeah, uh, I, I like the over 18 and a half on, on receiving yards. And again, I, I like him for an anytime touchdown too. you can get him at plus 120. So plus money on, on a guy who scored in four of the six games he's played this season. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I, I like those bets. And I, I agree with you there as well as far as bets to take and bets to avoid. You mentioned Carson Wentz, you know, around 250 passing yards. He hasn't done that in the past three games. Not super confident that he's going to do it here today, even with you know, the, the porous Seattle pass defense, all that stuff. Uh, Rager, you know, Doug Peterson mentioned that Travis Fulgham is getting more attention. Teams are scheming him away. This would be a fantastic time for, for Rager to shine and show that he deserves some attention as well. I mean, they obviously, they, they designed one up for him in the red zone, uh, specifically, I think to get his confidence going as a rookie, seeing as he's missed some time. So I could, I could definitely see him scoring in this one, but let, let's, let's move on from the Monday night matchup and let's, Look back before we look ahead again, because we're going to talk some futures in a second here. But what was your worst beat of the Sunday slate? And why is it always those doggone chargers? Oh, you're going to make me relive this. <laughs> yeah. The horrors of, of Sunday of week 12. Yeah, that, that Chargers one was awful. You know, you, you had Chargers plus four. I, I was on Chargers plus four. I also had the over in that game, too, which, I mean, they came out, scored two quick touchdowns, and I, I was feeling pretty good. It was a four turnovers in the fourth quarter uh, combined, <laughs> just back and forth, uh, terrible offense. Pain. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, they just, they just decided to take a break there in the fourth quarter. I, I, I it was very frustrating, but you know, I, I figured at least with the chargers uh, driving, driving the field there, they, they get that. Uh, I shouldn't even say driving the field. They get that. Hail Mary. Lucky, yeah. Lucky hail Mary uh, that, that they pull in and, you know, hey, all, all you got to do is come up, spike the ball. You got three shots at the end zone, and yeah, they come up and run it. <laughs> real, real miscommunication, as Anthony Lynn put it. But oh, that it, it was really bad money. He scores there. You know, you get your your plus four yeah. backdoor cover, and and I, I know a little about the backdoor covers uh, from from Sunday. I was also on the the Browns minus six and a half, who allowed Jacksonville to score a touchdown uh, in the last couple minutes. I was also on the. I actually jumped on the Giants uh, minus four and a half when that line opened. Yeah, uh, moved up to to minus six, and yeah, you know, same thing. They allow Brandon Allen to score a a late touchdown. Two backdoor covers that really hurt yesterday. <laughs> it was a rough one. That was a really rough one. Yeah, the Giants winning nineteen to seventeen against the Brandon Allen led Bengals is good enough to give you the lead in the NFC East, which is fun. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking. From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Whenever I have you on, I like to talk uh, futures bets. Anything in particular standing out that uh, may be slipping through the cracks right now that some of our betters here at BGN need to be made made, uh, made aware of? You know, the, the silver lining, I guess, with the Giants still winning that game yesterday was taking take, taking the lead in the NFC East for for now, for at least, uh, yeah. you know, hey, we'll, we'll see. The, the Eagles could upset tonight. We'll see. But uh, a couple weeks ago, I actually had the Giants 10-1 um, to 1 to win this division. Um, I, I thought it was just absolutely absurd um, to to list any team at ten to one in, in this division. Those are crazy odds, considering the fact that number one, he's one of the rema- like one of the remaining healthy quarterbacks in the division, and they were competing in games. Like I, I, I poo pooed the Giants a little bit there in the segue, but like they were competitive. So I don't see why it was ten to one in this division. It's you know what they they have the one uh, unit in this division that I think you can count on and and that's their defense. Yep. But yeah, that I mean no sorry, not two was uh three weeks ago, November 9th, uh 10 to 1. So th- things were were still looking optimistic in in Philadelphia at that point. Uh there was the feel that you know they were about to get healthy. Um yeah. and and the Giants, yeah, you know, Daniel Jones had just finished giving the ball away for a handful straight weeks there, but <laughs> I'm with you. It was ten to one was crazy, and and I mean reason enough to bet it. And here I am sitting on it now. I still actually like uh, the Giants' price right now. You can get them a plus two sixty mm. to to win the division, to win the NFC East still, and I, I like that. You know, especially considering you're you're looking at Philadelphia being six and a half point dogs tonight. You, you know, you're you're expecting I shouldn't say expecting a loss, but the the spread says they are going to lose tonight. Uh, Giants hold on to the lead in the division. And again, like I said, if, if there's one unit I want to rely on in, in that division, it's the Giants defense. So I, I, I still like that, that price at plus 260. And then, you know what, the, the other one is the other team from tonight. I, I actually, uh, you can still get the, the Seahawks at minus 180 uh, to win the NFC West, which I, I like. I, their, their schedule the rest of the way is easiest in the division. Um, by by far, I, I know it's a very tough division, but you know they they took back the uh, uh, they they've split the tiebreaker now with Arizona. Right. The Rams, I think, are going to continue just being that that up and down team. Might have something to do with their quarterback. It could, yeah, yeah. You know, looking <laughs> like an MVP uh, contender one week to right. uh, you know first uh, first round bust the next week, right? Yep. That that's been the Jared Goff story, but I I, I do I think you know again assuming Seattle wins tonight, I think this. Uh, that line's going to push to, you know, minus 240 or so. So yeah. minus 180, I, I would get on that while you can. Well, Giants and Seahawks. Giants and winners. Seahawks. If you want something from the AFC, I still don't mind the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the Ooh. AFC. So I, I jumped on this one uh, early in the season, preseason. I, I liked, uh, you know, you, you, we saw the Steelers defense last year and, and, and how good it was once Minka came over. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that to continue and you get Ben Roethlisberger back. Um, basically, you, you get a, a legitimate quarterback back under center. Um, so I, I, I took I'm, I'm sitting on Pittsburgh right now, uh, plus 1200 to win the AFC. Right now, you can still get him at 
plus 270. I think they are the only team in the AFC, maybe outside of the Raiders, who you know are, are not uh, right now are, are not sitting uh, in a nice spot. But I think they're the only team who can slow down the Chiefs. Yeah, you know they, they'll be able to to pressure Mahomes. Uh, they, they've got the DBs who who can cover. I think they they've got the scheme. They can, you know, they're, they're not going to play Todd Bowles and and uh, uh, leave leave man to man coverage on on Tyreek Hill. Right, right. Um, so <laughs> I I I think there's still some value to be had there. Uh, Pittsburgh plus two seventy. I I ultimately I think the the AFC comes down to one of those two teams, and um, that I think that's still a pretty good price to to pay on Pittsburgh. I like that bet. I also think the Steelers are the only team can that can slow themselves down because they always tend to have these weird, especially on the road. Their their, their splits yeah. are particularly interesting. You saw the game with Dallas. Uh, I I didn't think the game against Jacksonville. The score looks fantastic for them, but I don't. They they tend to play down to their competition. They tend to play up to their competition, so they can yeah. compete and they can frustrate the heck out of you. Uh, but they're undefeated, and their schedule really ain't that bad moving forward. So I like that one too, Matt. I appreciate you uh, joining us here on BGN again. Go ahead, plug yourself, plug your work, let the people know where to find both, man. Go crazy. Hey, awesome. I appreciate that, Michael. So before I before I do that, I've, I've got one more little bit for you here, and maybe this can uh, Free money. Inspire, some, inspire some confidence here in, in Bleeding Green Nation after I uh, kind of dogged the Eagles. <laughs> uh, my, my formula that, that I uh, put together predicting scores the SPD score predictor. We we went three and one yesterday on upset picks. You know, made made three point three units uh, if you were betting it evenly. Last week, you know, went two and three. Still made money though because we we hit uh, that that Dallas upset last week actually. So tonight, it's calling for a Philadelphia upset. Oh, it's like in the Eagles uh, tonight. I, I I don't really want to tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if if I had to, you know, if I if I had to guess and start digging into these numbers. I think it's looking at the, the Eagles defense that's that's played pretty well and the, the Seahawks defense that has not played so well, uh, specifically against the pass. So I, I was uh, just as surprised as anybody to see. It's, it's calling for an Eagles upset tonight. So, you know, I I'm, I might be fading my, my formula on this one, but <laughs> I, I just want to throw that out there. But, uh, nice, yeah, nice. you can get all that, you know, any anything you're looking for, score predictions, team trends, betting trends, the updated lines. Um, you can get that all over at uh, sportsbettingdime.com. If you're new to betting too, you know, we've got you covered. We, we've got a bunch of 101s. Um, you know, you're not sure what, what a money line is, not sure how to read odds. We've got you covered. Uh, you know, in, in your entire journey, whether you're looking, you know, where are the places to bet, make that bet. We got you covered from start to finish. So sportsbettingdime.com. And uh, yeah, I'm Matt McEwen come up with uh, the 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 formula that's that's uh, rocking right now calling the eagles so at this man tonight if he leads you in the wrong direction take all that anger from the eagles loss and just throw it at him i'm not saying they're gonna lose right big upset time we've got to be positive right let's go let's go win the division all right man. Thank, thanks man i appreciate you thanks mike to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, 
wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.